Second and victory. What's going on, Titans fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Second and Victory Podcast. My name is Austin Nelson, and I am joined here by my two co-hosts, Brett Bachelor and Chris Carter. What's up, fellas? How's What's it going? Up? New season, new intro. Yeah, I hope you fire guys like intro. that. We, yeah, we put shout that out together. to Chris. Shout out Chris for doing that, man. That was that was a fire intro, man. We had the the, the uh, shout out Mike Keith for uh, not knowing that he hooked us up. <laughs> He'll never know that, but shout out Mike Keith for that. Oh, uh, Mike Keith edit on the intro. No worries. All right. So Chris is in San Antonio in a hotel recording. Brett is at home in Nashville, which is weird to say. Yeah. At home in Nashville. Yes, sir. And I'm right outside in Nashville in an undisclosed lo- location. So um, <laughs> before we dive into it, uh, make sure you stop the podcast and go hit subscribe um, and uh, support us. Tell your friends, go tell your coworkers who are Titans fans, tell your bartender, your local bartender who uh, you get beers from, and make sure you tip well. Tell them. Uh, hit subscribe, rate five stars. We appreciate all the support. Make sure you get us on Twitter at Second and Victory. We are so close to 5,000 followers. Um, we'd appreciate that support too. Uh, we are brought to you by BroadwaySportsMedia.com and 440 Sports. Uh, Broadway Sports Media is the best place to get your latest Titans news and coverage right now. A lot of good pieces are flying up there on the uh, on the site um, you do not want to miss that from a handful of, of amazing writers and of course you get your latest Nashville SC and uh, Nashville Predators coverage too um, but guys we'll dive into it and uh, talk about the debacle that was Sunday um, I mean, what are your initial thoughts I know it's I you know we're halfway through the week now and we kind of have some time to think about it and move on but it sucked Whoever can, yeah. you can't see me, but I'm giving two thumbs down to everybody that's listening. It was rough. Um, I mean, I think we all kind of had high expectations coming into the season. Um, the biggest – reflecting back, uh, I think the biggest mistake was the lack of, of preseason for these guys on offense. Um, and here we are, you know. Uh, 0-1, uh, about to face a – a Seahawks team with a quarterback that we know is one of the best in the league. So through the first six weeks, at least. So you never know what he does after the first six weeks of the season. But to be honest with you, man, I was, I was so, I expected a high scoring affair. We all did. We said it last week, but I was really disappointed in. Yes. I was disappointed in the offense. Yes. I think they needed more time in the preseason. I was really, really, really disappointed in the offensive game plan that was presented by Todd Downing more than anything else. I think, you, I mean, you saw a couple throws down the field, but, I mean, the first one was five drives, four drives, uh, run plays all to the left, eye formation, or just barely offset eye. You, you, you knew what was coming. And after a while, that, what you wanted to see is how they started in the second half, open up the offense a little bit more, push it down the field, let the pass open up the run instead of trying to force it up the middle. And honestly, it just – it didn't click at all on Sunday, and it was not a good look. Yeah, the, the lack of play action was very disappointing. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, that was a result of, of Derek just, you know, getting stopped in the backfield constantly to start the game. Um, but you have to figure out a way to make that work when that's such a key part of your offense. And, and uh, Todd Downing didn't didn't do that. And I think that's a failure on his part that hopefully 
he realizes and and uh, figures out a way to to make sure that that's that's not the same that that same mistake doesn't take place next week. Exactly. They they had play action. Chandler Jones just shut the fuck <laughs> yeah. down. That's did. true. Yeah. What a game from Chandler yeah, Jones, man! Shout out Chandler gosh, Jones man. for that. that I mean, amazing. that's that's one of the most dominant defensive performances yeah. I've ever seen in my life sure. uh, from an indiv- individual player. That was impressive. he. Uh, he absolutely dominated the offensive line single handedly. I mean, he 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 pretty much looked like it was a it looked like it was eleven versus one out there in some plays with the one being Chandler Jones, but um, he he was impressive. Very impressive. Listening to a lot of national outlets and even local outlets about the game, I don't think people were as surprised about Arizona. I think we we know they're going to be a good team this year. I picked mm-hmm. them to win the West um, as a bowl take, and they look good Sunday. So I, I believe in that decision now. But I think people are more surprised just how bad the Titans looked. Yeah, I don't think anybody yeah. expected that. Man, they were just looked rusty, and 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 it wasn't. Wasn't promising, man. I mean, a lot of players. I mean, Carl, you can name we can name a dozen players right now that just did not play well. And I mean, yeah. was it because they didn't get the the practice in the preseason? Or I think believe um, they had just one full week of practice where other teams had you know the entire training camp to to really mesh and, and practice. And maybe that's something next year that that Mike and John reevaluate. You know, it wasn't a good sign um, to start no. the year. Um, Julio looked bad. Um, Derek Julio had what? He had three drops, right? I think so. He he had six targets. All six were catchable, and he only caught three. And a personal um, penalty. I don't know if you count those other three as actual drops or not. I don't know what the the, the actual statistic is on that. But he had he had three additional balls that he did not haul in. And um, I mean, it's Julio Jones that that pass into the end zone. Uh, Dude, uh, obviously, you know he he had tight coverage on him and stuff, but that's a that's a catch you see Julio make every time. Um, maybe not necessarily in the end zone. We know he hasn't been the, the biggest touchdown producer throughout his career, but that 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 kind of contested catch is what you see Julio make. Um, so that was really disappointing. I thought that it, it really felt like Tannehill was putting this putting the ball in the spot where where Julio can make a play, and it didn't happen. Obviously, Lawan looked bad. Um, Dude, my God. Under, understatement of the year. Yeah. Um, but again, this is a guy who who's coming off an ACL. Um, he's been practicing against, you know, the ones on, on the defensive side, which isn't saying much after Sunday. Um, didn't get any preseason reps. And, you know, come in your first challenge is J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. I mean, good, good luck, look. buddy. Uh, worst, worst game of his career, you think? I mean, Toast had a few. Yeah. After they did the PD thing, I mean, he had some few. He had a few mm-hmm. bad games. Yeah. Um, but it's up. He's to also had. He's also had a few where he, you know, didn't play, but like a handful of snaps. So at least he made it through yeah. like almost ninety percent of snaps in this game. Um, and then, well, and then freaking. I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say that it obviously was a very tough assignment to to go against Chandler Chandler Jones and and JJ Watt for that matter. Um, but Lawan just. He did not look even, and and obviously coming off of ACL, that's a most players don't have a good game their first game back coming off of ACL. Yeah, but he he just didn't look like a guy that was ready to be on the NFL field at all. And so he tweets, "I'll oh, go ahead, Brett." I was going to say, Kendall Lamb didn't help matters either. When he Kendall Lamb didn't game. do Quest Quest look bad too, and I was wrong. I thought you know y- y'all you had it right, Chris. I, both y'all did. That's the Quest would start, and he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he looked 
you know, he didn't have a great game either at all. So I think that's going to be a, an issue all year long. I still to this day believe that they should have kept Dennis Kelly. Yes. They had any reason that, to let him go. Um, I mean, if if Q or Lamb are your are your guys that you're going to – why not just roll with Ray Duns? Like, is he going to be that much worse than what was the product on the field on on Sunday? I mean, he might, he might, he's kind of look at this point. He's kind of look, kind of looking like a, a Des Fitzpatrick situation. Where I mean, Ray Dunn's a healthy scratch future, Sunday, Chris. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I didn't expect to see that. And even even I, they had him as the guard in the depth chart, not even right tackle. Yeah. So so uh, he's got some. He's, I, he's got a long way to go too. One other thing that shot me about Sunday before we move forward was Rashad Weaver being a. Uh, a healthy scratch. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was a guy that was going to come in and be impactful as a rookie. And and we're out there playing Derek Roberson, who I like. Uh, but he's he's getting snaps over a guy that was the best player on defense, I think, in the preseason for the most part. I was about to say the same thing. Yep. Yeah. I thought that was pretty strange. Going back to the Luan real quick, though, and we'll get off, we'll get off him. Um, he tweets, dude, like 30 minutes after the game, 4 o'clock on the dot. Got my ass kicked today. No way around that. I let the team and fans down. Thank you at Chan Jones 55 for exposing me. It will only force me to get better, which I believe in. I mean, Tyler's that kind of dude. He's going to play better for this. He's going to be better because of this. Um, it's it's who he is. He got his ass kicked. I mean, he's a he's now a, a, a viral meme because of Buda Baker. Uh, throwing his ass on the ground, so it, that's, yeah, he should he should have included Buddha Baker in that tweet. He should have, yeah, literally. He, he probably tried. Hopefully, people didn't see that. But boy, they did, and I cannot wait to listen to the next busting with the boys where Compton fries them up. Uh, for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, it, this is the Titans, man. You they you it, it happens, and they they let you down. They disappoint you, especially you know again. Like I mean. That, it, but, when it comes down to it, it's the NFL. Like it's week, it's week one, Chris. It's week one of the NFL. You never know what's going to happen. But no. I mean, we listen. The Packers have the defending MVP, and they like Aaron Rodgers look like a horrible quarterback. The Titans could have been the Packers Sunday. Yeah, yeah. By my gosh, man. And that's a. I mean, we know the Packers are good. We know Matt Lafleur is a good head coach. We know Aaron Rodgers is a stud quarterback. And they looked horrible. It's week one. There's two positives about Sunday, I think. One positive is that um, I we tweeted this out um, Monday Monday morning, just about how well the Titans under Rabel, they respond after a tough loss. Um, they're pretty good after, after a loss like that. Um, the game was ugly in, in more ways than one, um, but they usually respond to a, a punch in the nose is what I tweeted. And then our buddy Mike Herndon uh, follows up with that and he says that the Titans under Mike Rabel over the last two years are 7-0 and after a double-digit loss. Pretty good. I'll tell you what, yeah. man. If you, can go, if you can go on the road to Seattle in week two and win after that, that, is a, that, is, that will be a heck of a ball game. A heck yeah, of a ball game. My biggest concern with that is, is the Titans typically don't play well on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've we've been seeing it for twenty years now. This this team just does not play very well on the West Coast. Um, how long was that streak against the Chargers? Like, dude, my I mean, gosh, that, that was those so are just long. for some reason us taking that trip out out to the West Coast just tends to not work in our favor. And that Forty ers game from a couple years ago as well, when we were that, pushing for the playoffs. 
in yeah. the head, Arizona too. Arizona, that same year. Yep. yeah, Arizona, San Fran, and even if you think like back, I think the last time we played them in Seattle was the CJ two K year. Yeah, when oh, he wow. hit the 2K. When he hit the 2K. That was the last time. That was the last yeah, time because, we played in Seattle? In because, wow. Because the next time they came here was when uh, Luan and Sherman got into it on the sideline, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, we don't play these boys much. No. Um, so And we had to go to the West Coast again on Sunday Night Football. The second positive, what I was going to say, is that a lot of the AFC powerhouses lost Sunday. Yes. Bears, yeah. Browns, Ravens, Colts, us. Yeah, the only but, three teams that won the Chiefs, uh, Steelers, and Raiders. Wow, well, you call them <laughs> the powerhouse? But I think that's the. I guess the Chiefs and Chargers. They're supposed to be a good AFC team. So I mean, the yeah. team. Dolphins won. So a lot of like the, the teams like the Titans chose to compete with the top like four seeds. They lost. So yeah, that was a plus, which is good. But the Browns did so. Look good. So theoretically, the only team we really lost ground on was the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, theoretically, I mean, which everybody expects based on last year's results, who wanted anyway. So, yeah, so I think the cool, the cool stat about Sunday, though, just in a, a broad scheme of things, I mean, you guys watch a lot of NFL, y'all fantasy leagues. Did y'all win your fantasy leagues this year? Or this week? I went two, I went I two did. and four this weekend. Yeah, I was gonna you go say two I'm and four. Dude, you went yeah, wait, two and four. You're in six yeah, leagues, Brett. dude. I didn't realize that until like the night before. I was going through <laughs> all my rosters and I'm like, holy cow, bro, how many leagues am I in? Dude, I did one league, the, as I've talked about before, one league. Dude, this is the most I've ever been in. Went one and a. That's all you bro, mean, I was looking. No. I, bro, I was like four and two going in, and then I ended up losing one uh, late Sunday night, and then Monday night I was like, "Yeah, bro, I'm good to go." And then I checked it yesterday morning because because I've obviously I'm, I'm still checking it during Monday night football. I got beat by like point three four because Justin Tucker hit that field goal late in the fourth quarter, or whatever, and that lost me the game. What about so, that game? That was a great game. My gosh, bro, that was a great game. game. I don't know why Derek Carr decided to was throw it, fastball in overtime. When was the, when was the last time y'all remember a Monday Night Football game being that good? It's been a while. Um, remember that Browns Ravens game? Hang on. When? Oh yes, dude. That was uh, what's oh they blocked the field goal to take it back to win the that was, one? Uh, the Browns? middle of last season. Yeah, I think so. That was a good one. That's the last one hey, I remember. Was, was the Chiefs Rams a Monday Night game? Chiefs Rams was fire. That was yeah. a fire that's, game. Yeah. That's one of the greatest games of all time, honestly. That so. was a fire game. Yeah. That was, yeah. That's a, that's a good one. It's the Super Bowl that we should have gotten to, but people um, lined up off sides. Yeah. What else? Um, Mariota had a good run in that game. Shut up. Bro, yeah, that was so that was cool. a good run. That was so cool. I missed it live, and, and Brett was texting about it. So I went back and found it. Like, right as I found it on. Twitter, the Raiders had posted it like 32 seconds before, and it was a good run, man. I mean, yeah. he, it was 31 yards, I think. Yeah, then he gets yeah. looked quick. He gets hurt. Yeah, bro, you saw that. that. Yeah, he came and up I up. saw a, a quote from Gruden that said that really, it really hurt the team that Marcus got hurt. He's a big part of the game plan. We had more, we had more plays for him, and I was like, damn. Wow. What what's what did he even hurt? I saw him get up like quad, not looking good. But... I believe. What did you say? Quad. Oh. I don't know, man. I, I mean, are you surprised though? Mariota um, got hurt might be the the most quoted uh, three words of his yeah. entire career. I actually have it, I have it uh, tattooed right here on me. Yeah, <laughs> this says too. The Raiders actually just got in trouble too because they did not disclose Marcus's injury during the game. Yeah. So, oh wow, mm, that's interesting. Um, Raiders told nobody during the game. A yeah. few other Titans notes: um, Amani Hooker to IR. Not what you want. Oh man, that's safety. Yeah. 
Uh, so it looks like Bradley McDougal will start on Sunday, which he is a former Seahawk. So yeah, uh, he spoke about t- today at practice about how he can help the offense and defense with their schemes and formations, things like that. So he was he was a starter in their secondary for several years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael Bagley was also cut, and the Titans then promote Randy Bullock, which I need to stop the podcast talking about Randy Bullock <laughs> real quick. Okay. Y'all remember 2017 when the Titans had a chance to play for the division the week after, and uh, they couldn't because the Bengals lost to the Texans because a kicker missed the kick. I remember who the kicker was? Fucking it Randy, was Randy Bullock. Bullock. I will never forget it because I think it was Christmas night in Houston. It was. It was. And I was like, night. yo, see, I remember like standing up on my knees and I was like, dude, please hit it. Come on, we're going to next week. I think it was the Colts the week after. I think it's yep, they were playing. It was. And uh. I was like, please, just my for Christmas. That's all I need. Come on, Randy. I didn't, I don't think I even looked at the TV, and then I hear the announcers. Wide right. I remember I sat. I fell to the ground watching it. Dude. It was wide. I watched it wide, bro. And it was I in Houston too. The team who had recently cut him. Maybe this will be a classic he with us situation where we'll. No fucking chance. No, no He's gonna suck too, and okay. it's like hey, I have a new kicker I- when Ficken's back. Yeah, bro. Okay, real quick. So, off, off, speaking about not faking, but Badger, real quick, that field goal attempt, not even close. Not even close. And really, neither was the extra point. But looking the, at – The extra uh, point, though, the the line had a really difficult time getting set. That's a good point. That, yeah. that really threw him off, I think. It's hard um, to fall in for the extra point, but that, kit, that, that field goal was horrible. And speaking of kicks, man, how about – what's his name? Uh, Daniel Carlson not being ready in overtime the other night. Talk on the Monday night game when they, when yeah. they go for the win. Um, yeah, Randy Bullock. Is I, which I did not know this. I knew he had, had a decent career. He's the 29th most accurate kicker in NFL history. That's if you go look stat. at his stats, he has he's 83.2 percent field goal percentage. 57 is his longest field goal that he's ever made. So he's got some range. He's got 277 touchbacks. He's been in the league since 2012. So he's we got also, good stats. We but, also found out an interesting little tip of, or little uh, quirk about him today in that. Ryan Tannehill was his holder for four years in college. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Which is super, super cool. He's uh, Tannehill said today that uh, he said he walked into the cafeteria and saw Randy Bullock and had flashbacks to college. Uh, though that was that that would be pretty wild to to have been you know close teammates with a guy for four years and then this late in your NFL career end up being teammates again. It's a small world. So. After Bullock, the Titans then promote, again, like I said, Bradley McDougal to the 53-man roster and then tied in Michael Pruitt, who's the 50, 50 – I think Ty, Michael oh, Pruitt is just – he needs to, like, just get his jersey retired the Ring of Honor, dude. I feel like Michael Bro. Pruitt is like a lifetime <laughs> Titan. I feel like they'll always have to have a Michael Bro, Pruitt. When he, when he got released from San Francisco, I feel like all of us were like, he's, he's coming back here. Yeah. Like, I it's going to I remember you said that. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he probably should have yeah. never been gone from here yeah. to begin yeah. with, with all of our question marks at tight end and all that. Yeah. So they then wave Tommy Hudson, um, yeah. Lyman Christian DeLauro, and linebacker Joseph Jones were signed to the practice squad. They waived um, Jan Johnson from the practice squad. I was kind of surprised so, at that one, honestly. Because Jan had a good preseason. He's a good special teams player if they ever needed somebody. But so Also, also signed mm-hmm. tied in Austin Ford. Uh, do you all know anything I about that, that guy? No, I do yeah. not. He's, he's got a good first name, though. Um, <laughs> terrible first name. Um he played a couple years in Denver. I saw. Uh, don't know much about him, but I, I guess he's been injured the last two years. Uh, he was on IR for the Broncos the last two years. So um, uh, he would have caught balls in college from uh, he fits uh, in the one Josh Allen. He played oh, college ball with Josh Allen. 
played at Wyoming. So, uh, yeah, not you're right, Chris. Not many stats. Well, he tore his ACL in 2019, so he was on the IR that year. And then 2020, he hurt his knee again and got placed on IR again. And then got waived by the Broncos in the final roster cuts a couple weeks ago. So, so a guy maybe uh, if he if he can overcome his injury issues, maybe he's he's a nice little practice squad project for him. Be nice, be nice. Um, any positives from this past Sunday? Anybody? I mean, is, Christian is, Fulton. Okay. Brett Kern also has a good no. first name, no. which well, I've never said that before actually, but. <laughs> And Kevin Byard had an interception. That was a really good play. I really I, like you know, I, I think I will, obviously I'm a Kevin Byard defender, but I think Kevin played really well uh, until Amani went out, uh, mm-hmm. and then it felt like they were putting Kevin in position. I mean, Kevin was pretty much playing cornerback at one point in the game, and I was lined that. up lined up straight across from from Nuke. Um, why you ever put a safety in that position? I don't understand. But that touchdown Nuke had DeAndre had on yeah. I mean, "Quote unquote" on Kevin was it? Beautiful? Yeah, the the, yeah. the one that talking about the one where the with the video where they have AJ going crazy, or his other touchdown. No, that was the uh, one. He had, that's the two the, feet he had in. The yeah, you talking about the yeah. second one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was beautiful. Just the footwork, man. That was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I I think when Kevin is given the ability to play his position and not do everything else in the secondary, he's an absolute elite elite safety in the NFL. Yes, but if you just but let for him some reason in the defensive backfield, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, for some reason, this this team keeps putting him in position where he's lining up against the best wide receiver in the NFL, which makes no do sense you, at all. Do you remember, but, bro, when he came into the league, he had his good rookie season. I think it was his second season. I remember this, too, because he retweeted our our tweet that we put out there. Austin put it out there from our account. But Kevin Byard said in the media session, he's, he said, I'm not a box safety. I'm more of a center fielder. I like to go around, and I like to see the field from everywhere else. And you can tell, too, because when they brought in Vaccaro, Ricardo was more that inside guy. And same thing with Sip when Jonathan Cyprian was here, was the number two safety, and they let Bayard roam around the entire defensive backfield. When he's more free, he plays a lot more free, and it's a lot better for him. So yeah, now, I mean, me and Austin saw it firsthand for four years at MTSU. He's a he is a ball hawking safety. First, first and foremost, that is what he is. And if you let him be that and let him read a defense or read an offense, see what they're going to do, let him kind of control his his zone, what he's playing, he's a stud. And for some reason, he's not doing that on this time of defense right now. Yeah, no, it was good to see him get a pick finally. Been a long time yeah. after that. You um, only had one all the last season that was in garbage time, so. Mm-hmm. I think um, looking back, okay, it's like last thing we talked about with it. Um, if you go back and look, there was a run that Derek had in the first quarter. It would have been third and one. Julio gets the personal foul, which I think was a, a bullshit call. Um, and it's back 15 yards. So, then, it, it then goes to third and 16. The score was 10 nothing at that time. I'm not saying the Titans would have went down and scored by any means. But going from third and one to back to third and 16, that kind of just killed that whole entire drive. And, you know, you, you play from behind from that point on. I believe the um, Cardinals then scored on the next drive again to make it 17. So, it could have been a different game if if that if the Julio penalty never happened. They go down and score, you don't know. But I feel like that was a turning point in the game, very early on. That was one of the that was one of the first plays early in the game when the offense made a play and you're like, okay, we can finally start getting some momentum because it was the conversion of the third down 
after a slow start, and you're like, okay, this is now where the offense finally starts to click and starts to roll. And like you said, yeah. once they get pushed back, can't really do anything from there. Yeah, it was just it was a tough game to watch. Just from I know it was frustrating for the O line, frustrating for Derek because you just wanted him to to do more than what he did, and he just kept getting you know behind the line. Um, you play from behind. Yeah. The, and and the you're talking about the O line. I think the 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 evidence that they weren't able to really practice and and play in the preseason together uh, was was evidence because those are good players. Like Roger Saffold is a absolutely good player. I don't want to say great. I don't know if he's great. He's a damn good player, and he he played awful. Um, so to even see a guy of his caliber you know, not coming off really an injury or anything like that to play as bad as he did. I mean, it has to be their lack of snaps and live action in the preseason. Do y'all think – now, look, I know Derek carried, what was it, 17 times for 58 yards. Yeah. And, look, we Arizona's defense is going to be good. Their defensive line, like we said, is awesome. But do you think it's fair to say that the offensive game plan and the offensive line shut Derek down more than the Cardinals' defensive line? I don't know if that's fair to say because of yeah. Chandler Jones' play. Right, I think right. Chandler Jones shut down a lot, a lot of what the Titans were doing, trying to do single handedly. So made us look, made the Titans look silly, man. Um, Sunday. I did. Yeah. Hold on. I want. I do want to talk about Christian Fulton for a minute, uh, because I think he de- deserves some airtime. Uh, that dude was. You know, that was a guy that people were, like, really questionable about after last year because he didn't play a lot. Uh, obviously, he came in in a weird year with COVID and all that. But that dude was an absolute stud on Sunday. Uh, he showed a guy that we don't really know how good this guy is anymore, but a guy in A.J. Green who's who at his peak was one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, he shut him down for the most part. I think he ended up with one catch on Fulton. Um Fulton almost had that uh, DPI called against him, and they picked up the flag. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 kid just balled out. I thought he played so well. He played he played with confidence. Um, I mean, if if he can keep that up, he's a piece here for a very long time. Definitely, I wish. I also wish they would have played Farley, Caleb Farley, a little bit more than what they did. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. pretty much special teams. He got in that garbage time, but. Um, I would like to see him kind of get some more snaps against ones, Christian Kirk or Rondell Moore, uh, Hopkins, somebody. Um, but I guess that was not the game plan for Sunday. So what do I know? What do I know? Um, but now, again, like we talked about a little bit earlier, they go to Seattle and play really good at Seattle Seahawks team who just came off beating the Colts, which we are happy about. Um, oh. But uh, the Seahawks look good. I can't lie. Uh, Chris Carson – uh, had 16 carries, 91 yards. Russell, 18 to 23, 254 and four touchdowns. Lockett had two touchdowns. DK had a good game. Like, they I mean, they look good on offense. It's a team who – they uh, well-oiled machine in Seattle. So, the Titans have a tall task ahead of them. Um, the line is five and a half, and the over is 54. Um, I'm not touching this game. No. But, um, again, I, I do I do think the Titans play a lot better than what they did last week. I think, I mean, how can you play any worse than what you did? Um, I think everybody's kind of has a bad taste in their mouth, and, and they know they're a lot better than what they are. They played Sunday. So that's what I'm, I'm hoping for. I'm excited for that. I think they'll play a lot better. 
I don't know if they'll win by any means. Um, but I think uh, I think the variable quote uh, post game on Sunday is is going to speak volumes this coming Sunday. He said um, he said we'll find out what our culture in our locker room really is. Yeah. Um, so point. I mean, if this team comes out and even if they lose, if they're fighting tooth and nail trying to get a win, um, that that's the Mike Vrabel coach team that we expect, right? So. Um, even if we lose, hopefully this is the team that's fighting for everything uh, and, and trying their best to get a W on Sunday. Look, man, if you if you lose on Sunday, that week three game against the Colts just becomes – I mean, obviously you don't want to start one and two, but that, that week three game against the Colts just becomes way more significant. All games are important, but I think you guys are picking up what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. 0-1 is one thing, going to 0-2. And, and, again, these are both NFC opponents, so it doesn't matter much in the grand scheme of things to, to AFC playoff race, which is good. Um, but then you most likely play an 0-2 Colts team. They play the they Rams, the Rams at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get them, um, and uh, they'll be hungry for a win, just like the Titans will be. So you just don't want to start 0-2. Um, no. The Titans, can, they can beat the Seahawks. So this is a good Titans team we're talking about. It's just from what you saw this past Sunday – Gonna give you a whole lot of hope. This um, this Sunday might be the Titans that you're wanting to see in Week One, honestly, because it's another good matchup. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So um, we'll go around. Have you guys thought about your prediction predictions for Sunday? Any bowl prediction? Well, my bowl prediction for the whole season is already blown up. One Where's of them that? has. <laughs> One of them has. So but for this week, we we weren't going to bring it up, Brad. But <laughs> it's okay. I don't mind. Uh, I'm going to go. Randy Bullock misses no kicks. <laughs> and for any Titans kicker, I feel like that's a bold prediction. So right. like Randy that. Bullock that's misses bold. no kicks. I know. I know. That's a bold. Does that include extra points? Yes. Okay. Um. All right. I'm going to go really bold after uh, last week. Julio has 100 yards and a touchdown. That was mine last week. Okay. I'm going to go for something bolder than both of you guys. The Titans give up no sacks Sunday. Oh. <laughs> I like that. Wow. I thought you were going to say the Titans shut them out. I was like, bro, oh, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, bro, that, mm. yeah, I thought you were about I to like say that. no point. So give up like, no mm-hmm. sacks Sunday. You got to forget so the Tyler O-line. Lockett goes for like 90 yards every single game. So O-line. Plus, and the Seahawks aren't – they don't have any um, pass rushers that scare you. So No. I bet you. I bet you. I would not be surprised to see Big Jeff get that, get back there two or three times. Yeah, I think Jeff, Big Jeff had a, a, a solid week one, anyway. So he he's found himself in the back of a couple of times and they get Seahawks. I wouldn't be surprised to see it again. Seahawks. So it's a, it's a good defense. Bobby Wagner, mm-hmm. Jamal Adams, Jamal Adams. I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a it, I mean, they got a solid a solid defense. I think Bobby had fourteen tackles Sunday. Probably just open just open up the field. Open up the field. Don't be afraid to hesitate and throw it over the top because you know Julio or AJ is going to come down with it more, more likely than not. If you let them just do their job, let the rest play out after that. After week one, I don't think we both – any of us would have said that Chester Rogers is your uh, leading receiver on the team. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I think he, I think he had uh, three – targets before AJ or Julio even had a single one. Bro, there was like there was like 10 minutes to go in the first half before e- either AJ or Julio got their first uh first target. Yeah. And even longer before Julio got his first target. We shall see. Um I'm excited for Sunday just to kind of see him out there again and, and again play better. I, it can't be much worse than, than what we saw. Um we got a late late kickoff, right? 325 yes. Central. Yep. Yep. Um 
fast start, score first. They get the ball. They get the ball. They got the ball first last week, and and um, Chris said uh, if they run the ball left one more time, I'm going to scream. And what did they do to Chris? They ran the ball left. That was the first play of the game too. Um, I ran the ball left, and uh, Chandler Jones whooped Lawan. But that was in the past. That's last week, and we move on to bigger and better things, and and hopefully go uh, get even this week at one and one. So uh, for Brett Bachelor. Chris Carter, my name is Austin Ellison. You are listening to the Second and Victory podcast. Get us on Twitter at Second and Victory. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.